Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The weather station is the performing moniker of musician Tamara Lindemann, who calls Toronto, Ontario home. In 2017, the labels Paradise of Bachelors and Outside Music jointly released her fourth album as The Weather Station, and the self-titled record went on to earn rave reviews around the world, including a Canadian Juno Award nomination for 2018 Contemporary Roots Album of the Year. I recently traveled to Tamara's home in Toronto, and we had an extensive discussion about the songs on her new album and what they might say about her and the world around her. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound locations in Ottawa and Toronto, this is the 384th episode of Creative Control featuring Tamara Lindemann of The Weather Station with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Thank you for being back on the show. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I just got home from tour and I'm leaving tomorrow. So I'm a little bit frazzled, but I'm good. Yeah, I, I appreciate you spending even a little bit of time with me in between all of this touring activity. How long was the tour you just got back from? Uh, it was a month. So it was a long tour. That's long. For us. And we drove. We just returned the rental van covered in mud and salt. We drove it like 15,000 kilometers, I think. 15,000. Well, well, we drove all like the big circle, like the US and Canada. So okay. it's a lot of driving. <laughs> yes, yeah. Are you getting used to that? Because I don't know if, I can't remember if we've ever talked about touring. Do you like touring? I do like touring. And I think I'm fairly adaptable to touring. I, I don't mind like when it's like, okay, we got an eight hour drive today. I'm like, oh, cool. And usually like 99% of the time, I'm totally fine with that. What do you do? 
what is your, your go-to uh, I'm going to kill time? On, I have an eight-hour flight or, or a drive. What do you, you got a book? Are you, you got a podcast? You got a, a comedy album? You got a recipe you're going to learn? You know, like that's the weird thing about touring is you always think, oh, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to yeah. sew this thing. I'm going to do this thing that I've been meaning to do. And it's weird how much I just sit and stare out the window. But that's but that's actually really nice. And the thing that I appreciated about it, you know, honestly, like most touring musicians, I spend way too much time on my phone. But, you know, I also spend a lot of time just kind of like daydreaming and just staring out the window, which is something I really like about driving. Or when I'm driving, I'm driving. So yeah. I'm staring. Oh, do, you do, do, do you do a share of the driving? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do a lot of driving, actually. Okay. I yeah. like driving. But um, I find it really peaceful, and especially when I'm driving because there's no distractions. Like, I can't do anything else. I some just mus- find it. Some musicians bring a person who will drive. Yeah. So they I- can be like, yeah, you know, we're just going to wind down from the show. But I always liked driving. Yeah. If I think if I didn't ever drive, I'd go crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But driving just like it's it's really peaceful. And, and I, I really find when I am driving or just sitting in the back seat, like that's when I think about things and like ideas come to mind and you know it's like really good daydream time that is something that I find really missing from home life you know like I forget like most people forget to just like sit and stare and think yeah I was gonna say I would I would think like based on my knowledge of your music and and some of the observational aspects of it I would think staring into space is like a process oriented thing for you like staring out the window and thinking about things that's a big and that's a luxury half the time it is yeah and it's it's something that's interesting about touring where it's i was just talking to someone today about like it's like touring's really hard for all these reasons but it's also there are things about it that are really peaceful and nice you know and then when you get home you're like oh i have to do all these things you know everything you touch is something that you have like this responsibility to whereas when you're on tour you know like it can get very lonely and kind of melancholy when you're just passing through all these spaces and you never stay anywhere and People are like, let's hang out. And you're like, I can't. We're leaving town. You know, you're just mm-hmm. constantly. But there is something like a certain amount of lightness that comes with that. I get so much more done if someone's like a festival or something has put me up in a hotel for a few days. Totally. I get a lot done. Like, yeah. It's amazing how much I get done in that time. Like beyond the festival stuff. I just am like, oh, I'm going to get that book read and I'm going to finish that article. Or, you know, whatever. I'm going to record whatever. Like I, I, I like it. So totally. I feel like you're the same. Yeah, I find it peaceful and, you know, I always mourn that I like, you know, because I have lots of ideas, but I never have time to like write any, you know, write any songs on tour. Do you, I, you don't still? I try to, but especially not on this tour. No, no, We were following a bus, so we were just constantly driving. Were you opening for someone? We were opening for Bahamas on oh, this tour. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, I want to uh, congratulate you on, on this record that came out uh, in 2017, right? Yes. Is that when it came yes. out? Yes. It was that's last year. Yes. <laughs> I think I have to lead us chronologically, given the days you are still in the tour mindset. You might yeah. still be in. Uh, no, it's and it's uh, congratulations on it. And it was, uh, as I recall, it made a, a number of best of lists and uh, the top of at least one that I can think of. Uh, mm-hmm. What? How do you deal with that now? How do you how are you processing that adulation and that praise? Because I, I don't know that you. You probably experienced that in little pockets in the past, but this was this. Did this feel different? It felt really different, um, and like it's kind of a funny thing to say, but it just actually felt really good because I yeah. feel like it's just like I felt like I earned it in a way with this record. That 
like I remember when all of it was mine came out like I didn't necessarily think much of that record like it was just like this little record with these like little songs I thought were like yeah only okay and like you know Dan Romano was like they're really good and I was like okay I believe you but it wasn't like you know and I made that record with him and it was like his ideas and they were good ideas yeah yeah you know and when that record came out it's not like it got all this adulation but a lot of people really liked it and it like hit this chord like in our small Canadian world that I had never you know experienced that and so I was when that happened I was like really confused because I was like wait this is good like wait a second like and I was like going back to it and being like okay how is this good how can I do this again you know like it, I had all those thoughts well you got into music I think as an experiment of some kind kind of like, yeah you didn't really that wasn't necessarily your your background we established this the last time you were on the show that you have this theatrical background acting and whatnot but well, music fascinated you right well it was a pretty deep feeling and and I always like wrote music weirdly like I wrote music when I was a kid I don't have any of it I don't remember it I just like but I would like write music on piano or like I tried to write songs and I I remember singing like an original song at like a talent show but like I wish there's no like record of it I don't I don't know what it was you don't remember it it. I remember yeah how old would you have been like 13 or something that's amazing but because that's just that's not only the the songwriting chops or whatever they might have been at the time but the gumption the The actual nerve (laughs) to get up and do that is a remarkable thing to have at that age yeah i think it was because i wasn't a teenager yet once i became a teenager that was gone the self-consciousness crept (laughs) in. yeah totally yeah but yeah like with all of it was mine i didn't i didn't know how to respond to people i really respected thinking it was good Mm. i was like okay i guess this is good so i have to figure out like what's good about it and then and it actually made me like quite self-conscious after that what was was that 2011 11 yeah Yeah. 2011 yeah so then you know i really i feel like a couple years after that it was this slow process of trying to like learn how to write songs because i had written these songs that people thought were really good but i didn't i was like i don't know how i did it i did it in like 10 minutes you know like it was that kind of thing (laughs) sure so then i had to go through this long slow process of like learning how to write songs you know now that it was no longer now that it had been like uncovered i was like it wasn't so easy and i had all this like internal like because of the expectation yeah like just like being like okay this is a good song and that means maybe this is a bad song because it's not like this song you know what i mean like stuff like that yeah so there was that and then i feel like with this record i really came into this different space where i was like okay i'm gonna start like breaking a whole bunch of rules that i built up for myself and rules that i think other people have you know which they may or may not have can you give me an example of one or two of those rules i'm just curious well like the new way of like singing and just like a certain amount of like non sequiturs in the lyrics oh okay okay stuff like that and and just sort of like everything about it everything about this record was like me being very specific and peculiar in like how i went about it and like really listening to every dumb idea i had pushing yourself but also embracing whatever happens kind of thing i just mean like yeah like it was a very clear vision and i wasn't really i was way more um honest to that vision than i was like worrying Mm. about like will this be good or accepted (laughs) you know what i mean so it was this really interesting thing where i was like i had this very conscious feeling where i was like i'm gonna put all this stuff out there that i'm afraid of and that i feel like i don't know whether people will accept it and 
all this stuff and then so then to have people accept it and be like this is really good is really cool i see okay and also too because like i did go through all these funny things with this record where like my label like didn't like it like at any i mean they say now that they liked it but they like wrote all these like long (laughs) emails of like criticism Hmm. um about everything you know like the mixes and the songs and like the arrangements and 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 there was also too like this trepidation of like me not hiring like a producer because Afi like, from Bahamas Afi Irvin and produced Loyalty right? Loyalty yeah. yeah and he was really wanted to produce this record and like came to the first session and then he was like you know what like you kind of have you have a vision like you should produce it like I shouldn't be here oh and I was like you're so right (laughs) and i was really grateful to him for doing that oh nice you know it was a really interesting thing to do and and he was so right so so it was just sort of this funny thing where like my label was like wait there's no producer like who's gonna you know like not in a bad way but just like there was trepidation and then there was just sort of like everything kind of was a struggle of like you know the order and like the person who mastered the record and mixed, you know, like everything at every turn, there were just like so many trials and tribulations, you know, which I think is always the case, but just having like really fought my way through all those things, I just feel so like validated yeah, and vindicated. Where I I'm can like, see that. It's not just that I thought it was a good record, you know, it was that like, it's kind of cool to have taken all these risks and had like some people be like, this is a bad idea. And then be like, no, it was a good idea all along. <laughs> and um, and also too, I think it's just like in such a, in a, you know, like music journalism is somewhat dead. You know, like there's a lot of really bad music journalism sure. out there. And so you never really expect someone to really look beyond like, it sounds like Joni Mitchell, you know? like yeah, yeah. So when people do, you know, I'm always just super grateful because I know right. like, nobody's getting paid a lot to listen to records and think about them so i really appreciate when i read things and i'm like okay this person like checked this out and thought about it so that's awesome i was listening to loyalty today just to remind i love loyalty mm-hmm. and i was trying to remind myself uh of the connection to this record and you know on the one hand i can see what you're saying and what a lot of the press said is like wow it's really different yeah it's quite different it's a she she's finally fulfilled the vision like all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but then i thought i see a real continuity between the two records like i don't i i can see how in your process you refine certain things and there's a a bit more ambition i guess as Mm -hmm. which is natural for an artist to like i'm just gonna go for it in the next record but I wanted to ask you about that. Like, do you see uh, this as a continuum in any way? Like, do, the, do those two records, does this record and the last one seem, do they seem connected to you? Yeah, totally. I mean, I can see that it's like the, the you know, loyalty was like in starting to go towards some of the directions yeah. that this record like more fulfills, you know what I mean? And that like melodically, there's a lot of, uh, like I remember like I played a bunch of these songs like at a little show just to like try them out and like Steve Lamke was like oh it's like you took shy women and then just like did that more but like kind of on steroids and I'm like yeah you're kind of right like I kind of did take this like yeah and and I think like songs like way way like way it is way it could be you know I sort of like was like oh it's cool when there's loyalty has this foundational aspect for you yeah totally I think maybe more than previous records I don't know. I mean, everything's so different. Yeah. 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 But I think, 
I think too it's like yeah loyalty was like hinting at some things that I just then went further in but the difference for me is that like when I went to go make loyalty like it was totally like I was throwing I just had some songs yeah and went to a studio and I had no idea what it was going to sound like what was going to happen oh and that was like a really beautiful experience like it was really a love like one of the nicest experiences of my life was like making loyalty like we just walked in it was just like me and Afi and we're just like all right like I think we had one practice before where we're like maybe Mm. this song will have drums on it but there was no plan and everything just sort of like felt like it like dropped out of the sky and was very right was very new and fresh and this record is like I really I really had a plan I was like all right there's gonna be strings in these songs they're gonna be like this the drums are gonna be like this the bass is gonna be like this and that was really cool too you know and that had never happened to me that clearly where I just like knew exactly yeah and so but that's why I feel so empowered by the experience because I'm like okay I had a plan Mm -hmm. I enacted it and it was good (laughs) it's it's very good (laughs) is there a meaning behind the fact that it's a self-titled record is that an establishment move or just I mean, are not an establishment like you're joining the joining <laughs> the ranks of the establishment. No, I mean, were you like, is there a pointed, is there a purpose to that? To like, this is the weather station. Um, Have we read too much into that as no, no, dead no. music journalists? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think I just, um, in part, I just couldn't think of a title. Oh, but it was also like pretty quickly. I was just like, this one's a self-titled. You know, like I could think of a bunch of records. Or a few records that like were the self-titled record that weren't the first record. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of like that move. And it's, or even the self-titled record that's the first record. And it just, it has like a clarity and like a simplicity to it that like a title doesn't have. Sure. But does it, I guess, it, just following on what you said, do you see this as the beginning of something new? Maybe. Maybe in some ways. Okay. Yeah, no, totally. I'm just trying to, I'm hopping around because I see continuity between loyalty and this record, mm-hmm. the self-titled one. But I think for you, this was really, it's a, this is maybe the foundational record. Yeah. This really has spurred something within you. Totally. Yeah? I would say, I would say I feel that way. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about uh, these songs and yep. we're going to try and do uh, all of them. Uh-oh. That's That's the plan. Okay. Uh, uh-oh. No, I'm joking. That is a weird reaction to this <laughs> exercise. No, I want to begin with the first song. It's called Free. Yeah. talking i think loosely about liberation freedom uh this Mm -hmm. feeling of like you had this 
vision and it and you were trusting yourself to just try things mm -hmm. does the song speak to that on some level yeah totally so it's sort of like i mean it's there's only like five lines in the song which yeah. is really challenging <laughs> <laughs> um challenging yeah because it's really hard to put like everything you want to say into like just a couple lines was that economy a purposeful thing like were you like i'm gonna try and say a lot in just a few i think it was just the way the melody was oh. i was like this is the way it is because i really like those like really long notes right like i don't know how i came up with that song but yeah there, there were these like really long notes that are all the same like vowel and or not all but most of them in just sort of like yeah so it's just sort of like this story it's like you know it's a it's you know thinking of like a person or many people who are like you know you can do anything you want like <laughs> world's your oyster like right. you're free you know but also sort of like with this thing of like you know what your problem is is like you don't realize that you you know what i mean and and it was interesting because i was like oh like you can do anything you want but here's a lot of advice yeah well sort of like you know what i mean <laughs> here's or, how you're gonna or get sort to do whatever like, you want you know and and i was like i've never really felt that way you know i've always felt like pretty hemmed in by tons of ideas and expectations and and also like in music specifically like really hemmed in by like oh like is so-and-so going to think this is good? Like, is this good by these standards? You oh. know what I mean? Like, all these sort of things. And um, Specific people, you mean? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, there's I, lots of people, like, I respect and like. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I can hear, I mean, <laughs> I wondered if there was a specific muse in this particular song, because you seem to be singing to someone. Well, that's the thing. It's like the person's like, you can do anything you want. And I'm thinking about this person who I respect and like wish that I was like, you know what I mean? I okay. And it's like, there's lots of people I know who are, who are very free and as artists and mm -hmm. as people and just like do whatever the hell they want. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. That isn't me. But at the same time, it's sort of like this understanding of like, you know, I've started to feel that way in the last year or two, you know, that I actually can do anything I want. And then it's sort of like, well, if I did anything I want, what would that even look like? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's sort of why it's sort of like, in the end, I, you know, it's like I'm driving away. Yes. You know? yeah. And it's like, I'm sort of pointing out to the other person that it's like, sort of, I was trying to express something very vaguely. Like, it's like, I've emancipated myself from like their idea of freedom. And I'm, you know, and maybe they'll follow me and like what my idea right. could, yeah. could be. Or what, what would be my direction? Like, if I was leading the way, where would I go, you know? And oh. that's sort of like, you know, like, it never occurred to you to follow me is, like, kind of a, yeah, like, a lot of my songs are, like, kind of seem like they're about one person, but they're just, like, a thing I've felt in so many different relations. Absolutely, yeah, I can, so I can see that, yeah. It's sort of like a very mangled way of trying to explain that many things. So I just thought it was a really... It was like the opening to the record because in the way it's like also like the mission statement of the record so if the you is maybe uh like an omni you not just mm -hmm. a single you is the i when you employ the i is that necessarily your perspective oh yeah i think it is that's yeah. always you probably sorry i <laughs> that's, al the that's I, always me the i is always you yeah. and the you is some kind sometimes, of amalgam sometimes one person sometimes one person people, yeah. okay okay yeah. and so you finish this piece and do you feel because it's based on a, at least one real person i think mm -hmm. does that alter your relationship with that person just the fact that you've conveyed this <laughs> out loud and into 
in, like, you know, because your innermost thoughts, when you articulate them, whether it's journal keeping, songwriting, whatever it is, mm-hmm. when you or in a conversation with someone, that is altering. That changes your perspective, whether the other person knows it or not. And I'm just curious. That's interesting. That's a good question. Because you're having a conversation with them, but it's with yourself. Totally. <laughs> it's with yourself, to them, about yeah. them, but it's really they don't know. Totally. So I just wonder if that's altered your perspective on on your muse in this case. I think a little bit, yeah, hmm. because I was like, oh, right, like I I respect this person and I like look up to them, but now I'm like breaking free from that from that thing, you know, and and going my own way and like curious if they're going to like look up to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way you looked up to them. Yeah. And I think in some cases that totally happened. But is it a quiet dynamic? Is it a quiet power dynamic or is it a palpable power dynamic shift? Um, I'm getting way too into this, by yeah, the way. This is intense. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a quiet power dynamic okay. shift. Okay. But I think I think I really have experienced that. Actually, this is an interesting question because I feel like I've experienced that lately in the last like two years or so. There've all been all sorts of people in my life who I looked up to and considered like mentors or like people that I was, yeah, looking up to. Yeah. And I feel like I can think of all those people who I look up to and feel ways in which we're now like on an equal footing, you right. know, or we're friends. Right. It's like they're like pals and people where, you know, they do something I think is really cool and I do something they think is cool. And, you know, we're all on this like more equal footing and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want to say about it musically? It starts with a bit more distortion than maybe we're used to uh, from the weather station. Yeah, this song... This song is the boulevard of forgotten guitar solos. <laughs> Everyone I know tried to play a guitar solo on this, and none of them worked. Daniel Romano played a really wicked guitar solo, actually. But it was like a last-minute thing. He'd just gotten home, and I was like, can you play a guitar solo on this? Like, I, I've been stumped by this song. And he sent it, and it was like really good. It really pushed the song in a different direction, but it was really good. But then it was just like sonically, like there was this like, thing that like we can get rid of and it was like literally like the last minute like it was like the huh. records mixed and like we're about to master it and i'm still like fiddling with this uh-huh. guitar solo so in the end there kind of isn't one you have this uh, there's a there's a <laughs> tendency on the record for the, the distortion and the i think it's primarily guitars they 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 come up they explode a little bit and then they kind of just disappear they do yeah, yeah they kind of there's embers of them and this song has that going on i think where it you're like, oh, what's going on? And then it just sort of, it sort of melts. <laughs> it sort of floats away. I don't know whether that's because I don't know how to finish. Like, uh, I don't know how to like resolve songs or I choose not to. I'm bad at, I've decided I'm a bad uh, ender. I, I am not, well, if I know I'm like down to the last couple of things I have to do, the, they're never done as well as the first few things I do. Totally. Well, I think this song, like <laughs> the thing that I like about it is that chord, like the mm-hmm. bum, bum, bum. It's so weird. Yeah. And I, when I was writing this song, I was like messing around on a guitar. The other thing that's cool about this song is like, so for this record, I came up with a new tuning and then I made the whole record except for one song in, in that tuning. So, um, I came up with this tuning and I just like went to go to a chord that would normally be D uh-huh. because I changed the tuning. It was this chord. And I was like, whoa, there's something so like, just like caught me about this chord. Right. And I became obsessed with this chord. Right. And uh, 
and then I like somebody told me they're like oh it's a tritone I'm like what's a tritone and they're like oh it's this specific chord of like stacked thirds that's like if you look it up on the internet it was like banned like there were like swaths of history where like (laughs) They thought that if the composers used this chord, like it would cause people to go crazy. Like they called it like the devil's chord. Oh, wow. It's really interesting. And then you were drawn to it. And I was drawn to it. Even subconsciously. You didn't know this backstory. No. You were drawn to the devil's chord. I was. That's evil. I was was interested (laughs) in the devil. So, yeah. So in the end, it's like it just goes to that chord and it like resolves and unresolves it because it's like going back and forth in that chord. It's It's a magical song and an arresting opening. I appreciate the insight on it. Cool. We're going to move on. Okay. The next song on the record is 30. 30. There was a time you put your hand on the small of my back. I was surprised that you touched me like that. But there in your hand was a current of life I could hardly stand. I stay still and I didn't imagine it. If I did, I'd made some joke of it. It was strange how I could feel so sane, so plain. I still remember seeing you play 30 with my son, who was maybe four or five at the time. Oh, at the Cornerstone. Yes, that's right. It was and a he kazoo. Was, he was stoked on that song. He loved 30. He yeah. always thinks you're 30 years old. I'm like, I don't think he's, I don't think she's 30 anymore. I no. mean, I have no idea. I had to change ages. <laughs> but he all, uh, often brings that song up. It's a, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this song uh, has really captivated people. Like um, uh, among people who have been into this record, this song seems like a real statement song. Does it feel that way to you? Totally. Yeah. It's it's the standout. It's the one that always goes the best. Like I, I love it because, you know, like doing weird stuff like opening for Bahamas. Like it's not our crowd. Like people don't really fully get us all the time. Yeah. And like funny things have happened. Like you know, we played in like Fredericton at like the you know big fancy union venue and like. Yeah. And like the usher came in and she, she was like, I didn't catch the performance, but that last song, <laughs> what song is that? How can I buy the CD? You know, like, it's just like, it does like, it just, it, ca- it, it struck a There's, chord and that's always a good yeah, feeling. It's a magical song because of, it has such a continuous energy. I, I, it just constantly seems to be building. Right. And that's, what's cool about it. I love when that happens where you can do something that's not like a conventional pop song. Like there's no chorus the melody just kind of like goes and goes and goes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's sort of like it's not really even in like a you know like it's kind of all the same chord like the chords change but like they're kind of all the same thing yeah there's a bunch of notes you could play over the whole song and just go like and it would be fine (laughs) um but yeah i just uh i was really stoked that people liked it so much and i don't know sometimes that happens it does i wish i knew how to make it happen all the time but uh (laughs) Yeah. Is this one of the risk-taking songs that you were kind of alluding to? Well, like for me, it seemed like a like a weird, like diff- totally different song. You know, like I'd never yeah. had a song where I sang like that. On some level, and it's all those a little structureless. Like it's uh, totally structureless. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like all this like fast singing. You I curse. Mean, There's a curse I cur- word. I curse in it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's just out of control. Um, you know, there's a guitar solo in it. It's just like for the weather station before this, you know, it's di- pretty different. Yeah. And uh, But it felt very true to what I, in my mind, the weather station's always kind of been somehow deep down. You know what I mean? Like the spirits 
in it, but it's like this is a new, totally new thing. It really feels to like it's it's um, a pointed way of capturing a moment in time. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's called Thirty, and uh, by the end of the song, we learn that uh, you are th- or you are thirty, and and maybe one of the other protagonists is thirty-one. Mm-hmm. So there's this sort of like this is the age we're at. It's almost like a photograph. It feels totally. like it, it feels like a home movie or something. It's just like this is what what we were doing. Here's almost everything we were doing at this point in time. Totally. And is that was it important for you to capture something about whoever you were capturing and and yourself at this point in, in your lives? Or at that point in your lives, I should say. As you mentioned, you had to change ages. Totally. I did have to switch ages since then. But yeah. um yeah, I think it was a cool that's I mean in a way that's kind of the only way I really know how to write songs is to like build a photograph style thing. Yeah. I think that's like my most natural tendency. I don't mm. do that on every song. Sometimes I'm really trying to like I you know say a statement, but in this case I just sort of went to like straight up Tamara writing style, which is to just like give a whole bunch of information and then there is actually a lot of meaning yeah. in that. When you describe something or someone or a moment a lot of like emotion comes through, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I thought these emotions were interesting to express, and and there were a bunch of things that I put in that song that I like snuck in to all those words, you know, <laughs> that I was like, ooh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but nobody so far has like tapped me on the shoulder, and you know, <laughs> you mean no one close to you has been like, hey, why are you saying this, or just anyone? Oh, I just mean like I just like talk about like feeling really dark and stuff yeah, you know what i mean yeah. and like no one's expressed concern for you no people have but i just mean like i just mean like i was like oh i haven't said this in the song before i right. haven't said oh, it I really see. in life before so it was like kind of cool to just throw it in and bust it out at the cornerstone and your son loved it you know <laughs> <laughs> he did it sticks with him still yeah that's awesome absolutely we move on to the next song it's called you and i on the other side of the world heard of uh marriage at first sight which i think (laughs) sort of occurs in the song is that right yeah it's sort of like what's the line exactly yeah it was always a marriage from the moment you were in my hallway kind of thing stepped into my hallway sorry to mangle the beautiful words but i i was struck by that yeah well you know it's a very genuine song about like 
my relationship <laughs> and I totally felt that way not it's not like I was like okay we're going to get married it's like it already is you know it's just sort of like this interesting thing where like when my partner appeared in my life I was like oh we're we're connected in this way that like I'm like taking this person on you know in the same way that a marriage is it's like you take on the other person and expect that suddenly you're gonna be there when things are going down you know and like that to me is like a marriage it's like it's a different thing than a love affair right it's obviously built from the same foundation but it's a it's a sort of like this idea of like i'm taking on this person and i did that kind of right away you know like it's a deeper bond it's a deeper bond it's like you know when we met it was like kind of very immediate that i felt like i I just like took everything that this person kind of came with and just put it in my room and it's like, all right, it's part here of me you now. are now. Yeah, and it's part of me. And and that that feeling was strong and I, I liked that line when I came up with it. I was like, that's how I've always felt. And um, and then a lot of the song like really kind of talks about that whole idea of commitment, you know, like, you know, like more intimate than I could imagine, but with space I can't fathom, you know, like it's sort of like this thing of like when you're, with someone it's so intimate and then there's just all these massive distances and you're like how can this exist within the same thing but that's like that's intimacy i would say yeah and um and i was trying to like originally this song was called hand i don't know why i changed the title but it's like you know sort of like this idea of like asking for someone's hand in marriage and like hmm. why is the phrase asking for their hand in marriage you know sort of like had it, maybe the ring to me i know yeah whatever <laughs> The idea of like asking for someone's hand and, you know, like where I say like I asked for your hand in some infinite understanding. You there's know, There's something like, to do with hands generally. We shake hands. I think just touching people with your hands yeah, is a sacred It's a sacred thing. thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was like, you know, I was asking for your hand in some intimate, infinite, infinite understanding. And I say, but I don't know what I'm asking, you know. Yeah. I don't know what this will mean, right. you know, like it's a pretty intense thing to be like, yeah, we're going to be together forever. Who knows what that means? Like mm -hmm. we might not like each other five years from now or like That's that true. might mean, you know, like I could, you know, have my legs amputated for some reason and you might wind up having to wheel me around, you know, like <laughs> it's a crazy thing. It's a, it, it, it is, uh, <laughs> it is a crazy thing to contemplate. Uh, the vows are for better for worse you know yeah. and all that stuff and i think you're really taking that to heart well like we're not married but you know it's it's it is that thing and it's just an interesting thing to contemplate like what what these things mean and and sort of i guess for me the thing that always drives me to write a song is to always contemplate like the cracks in you know in a common idea it's like lots of people have written songs about like mm -hmm. marriage or like eternal love you know well, the fact that you titled the rec uh, the song rather "You and I on the Other Side of the World" suggests that even though we are, uh, you know, away from our home, we are at home together. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're going for there? Yeah, I think I just Is that too hallmark. No, no, that's a nice idea. Yeah, because I I wrote the song thinking about like we were in Australia touring, we were, like, probably on, or something. Touring, yeah. and we were on this beach and like I just couldn't believe that me and this person had like come all this way together and we're like now just like standing on a beach in January and the sun like and it's boiling hot and like right. we have freckles on our face. <laughs> like how did we get here? This is so crazy. So yeah, it was just like a romantic. That's love though. I mean the yeah. notion that 
you and I can be wherever we are. It's you and I are a unit no matter where we are. I, I, I took yeah, that from that. I hadn't thought of that reading either because, yeah, it's like why do I say like, why do I talk about like how we're wearing each other's clothes? Like, yeah, I don't know why I bring that up other than maybe that's that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. there's comfort there even though you're not at home. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we move on to the next song. It's called Kept It All to Myself. 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 There were days when the loomed us as all the skies and the progresses. Struggling so hard and you believed me. Can hardly take it. Love feeling I rode up passing clear. Same old city, but it could have been. I kept it out to myself I kept it all to myself I have a hard time believing that you would keep anything to yourself <laughs> What? <laughs> Is that insulting? Kind no, uh, I didn't mean to insult you I feel like every time you're on the show I borderline insult you And I don't mean to It's uh, it's our rapport, I like to say No, but uh, why? What? where did this song come from for you? Um, it's just like a pretty straight like description of like a time period like maybe four years ago, three years ago, where I did I actually did keep everything to myself, and the, it's just like a description of like several things I felt and experienced <laughs> that I kept to myself. Okay. You know, and like I, I think I. Yeah, you're right that I I can be very like voluble. That's a word, right? It is a word. No, I was not <laughs> suggesting that. I just know that in our conversations like I'm very I, forthright. No, yes. you are, and I but I also <laughs> ask questions and you answer them, which is a, a great Not everyone does that. A great gift for an interviewer is to have someone who is willing to talk about things. So no, I didn't mean it in any untoward way. God damn it. <laughs> no, I think well, but it is funny because it's like in in music and in like interviews I'm one way and in life I'm kind of another but you also and t- I, you, I, you write about talking I do yeah I do you write tend about to write about how yeah. some people talk, talk too people much don't. and some people don't and your sister and whoever else totally. you know you you, you, you think a lot of, of talking yeah well but you think not only is there talking you think about talking I think about talking so well, that it's obviously something you're concerned about potentially yeah it's interesting it's interesting like communication is big I think for me and Mm-hmm. The song, yeah, it's sort of just. I mean, I'm like, I'm chastising myself for keeping everything to myself in this song. Yes. Like, I'm pointing out that, you know, it's pretty silly. Um, but yeah, it's about like this time where like I went through this really dark time, and I just like when I look back, I'm like, it's insane that I kind of didn't tell anyone. Like, I just like kept up this crazy front through this whole time. Oh. and it's so weird because it's like. I know tons of people who've been through like super heavy stuff and like probably would have loved to have talked to me about it. Yeah. And um, you just lose so much when you don't say, hey, I'm, you know, if someone says, how are you? And you're like, you know, honestly, I'm feeling this way, you know, like, but I was reflecting on that. And, and also just like sort of this funny thing of like, you know, I kept that to myself, but I also like keep it to myself when I have these like beautiful, like, you know if i'm in the van and i see this like amazing thing go by and i think of all these like metaphors or something i don't like 
say like hey guys like i was just thinking about how like <laughs> sure i see sure that's fair <laughs> about how like these mountains are really you know and like nobody really does you don't want to be a pretentious person no I, absolutely yeah you but, keep certain things to yourself but yeah it's it's just interesting and then i was kind of thinking about that idea of like what's all this stuff that like we're all just like carrying around with us that yeah. like it's this funny thing where i think everyone thinks people know more about them than they do you know like i think mm. everyone thinks like all this stuff is somewhere but then you're like wow there's so much stuff that's just like sloshing around in me and in anyone that like you know yeah it's like just hanging out in your brain and depending on what you've never brought it up to anyone yeah and depending on what it is you either think you can resolve it yourself you don't need someone else's help totally uh and then at some point you might discover that talking to someone about it (laughs) should have happened a long time ago because you're like oh I didn't have a perspective on this thing. Totally. And yeah. now I do. And that could have, I would, six months ago, I wish I had known this. You <laughs> totally. know what I mean? So, yeah. But at the same time, we're in an age of everybody expressing themselves all the time. So totally. on some, I think you reserving it is not, I think that's commendable. Well, there's two sides to it, I guess, in the song and in life where it's just yeah. like, you know, with the really beautiful experiences, sometimes if you express it, you lessen it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you say something, you're sort of lessening this thing that's really perfect in your head. You know, and with the darker experiences, it's like, sometimes by saying it, you lessen it enough to be able to get a handle on it, you know? Which yes. Which is kind of the point. That's true. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Now, I want, I've been meaning to ask you about this as we've gone along, and, and they, they will recur as people listen to the the whole record when they mm-hmm. do that but the strings there's some string stuff going on uh and like this song we've been talking about kept it all to myself as though it it's some brooding number but it's actually kind of a pop song uh, on some level i would say yeah and the I strings the be. strings really accentuate that totally yeah when i wrote the song i was like oh this is so fun i want to <laughs> have a pop song about like silence because pop songs are always about like dancing and like expression you know what i mean not always but like often you know it's like it's like pop songs are about like yeah like expression i was like oh it'd be so interesting to have a pop song that's about like not expressing something (laughs) um but yeah i really failed in some ways to write a pop song like it doesn't fully work in the way that like (laughs) if i knew what i was doing it would have worked like it's pretty it's kind of like a mangled pop song that's how i see it <laughs> well if we go back but to mangled in a good way i'm not saying it's a bad thing i mean we were talking about 30 not having um conventional structures mm-hmm. and in some ways kept it all to myself has this there's a hook to it totally uh, it's, there's a chorus to it and it, it kind of it, it it reels you in and Sorry. then the strings coming in and out the way they do uh throughout the record but on this song i i'm just struck by some of the the string section stuff that you've done and i just was curious if and again if i think back on loyalty loyalty had strings it did yeah this is does this feel like an elevation of your exploration of strings totally yeah so loyalty had strings but it was just sort of like i just like had a pal who came over and we just like recorded like i was like what if you kind of play like this kind of thing and then he'd kind of play you know like it was just sort of like a we figured it out and it was just like one guy uh-huh. so it wasn't like written whereas this was like i got like a midi keyboard and i like wrote all the parts oh. and then like they got turned into music and then they were played you know by a string players so everything was like very arranged which was super fun and like kind of one of one of the most fun musical experiences i've ever had because it was so cool to be like because i'm not a real like i don't read music really so 
whenever I want something to happen a certain way, I'm always like fumbling. Like I'm like, you know, like when like so-and-so does this and like it kind of sounds like this and like if you just like on guitar were, you know, and like, you know, it's just a nightmare. So being able to be like, all right, the viola does this exactly. Yeah, this yeah. harmony is formed by these strings. So I did that. And on this song, yeah, it was just pretty fun. I was just sitting at home for a while with headphones and a MIDI keyboard, just like making huh. these parts. And then they got played by real people. Um, so yeah, it was just sort of like this funny thing of like, it's this weird pop song with like only two parts that just like alternate unexpectedly, basically. Right. <laughs> That's the structure of the song. And, right. then, and then the verse melody goes over the chorus chords at the end yeah i guess that's true okay that's basically the structure of it so it's just sort of a matter of like highlighting these different emotions and things with these different aspects of the arrangement a few like repeating things but then i really enjoyed like kind of the strings go like da 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 like there's sort of like these swells but every yeah. time the swells happen they're like a different iteration of the chord which i kind of like because no, it, it's cool i feel like a normal person wouldn't do that um, <laughs> you don't think of yourself as a very normal person, do you? No, you keep, apparently you not. Think, you think you're some sort of freak. I don't think you're a freak. <laughs> I feel like a freak. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was really fun to do that. And but I, the MIDI keyboard thing also speaks to, I think this is another example of what we were talking about earlier. Like this is you taking real ownership over your craft a little bit and being like, you know what? I don't know how to do certain things. I'm just going to make myself learn how to do them. Totally. I can't read music, but I can still contribute and... Totally. And teach people, you know, just because they have a violin doesn't make them all fancy. They're not better than me. <laughs> no one's better than me. That's you. I like that. Well, totally. And it, it's it's part of why, like I say, I have this ownership over this record because, like, you know, whereas other records, you know, it's like you bring someone in and they play what they think is cool and then you're like, oh, yeah. that's great. You yeah. know, this was like, especially in the case of the strings, it was like, play this. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because that's the way strings work. But uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really fun. It's a great song. Thanks. That's a great one. Okay, we move on to the next song. It's called Impossible. in all the ways in which things like aren't okay basically and and i was thinking about like certain personal situations that i've been in and or other people in my life are in or were in and it's sort of this thing where 
you know, you look back and you're like, how was that okay? Like, how was that person okay through that time? You know what I mean? Or through that marriage or whatever it is. And you're like, it's so interesting how people, you know, as people just figure out how to get the hang of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's why that 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 line is like, I guess I got the hang of it. Yeah. The impossible. Um, and that was really basically the point of the song is like, how do you how do you get the hang of things that are like impossible you know or or and that could be a good thing or a bad thing i guess and the um you're a young person and on some level the notion of human perseverance against all odds is sort of um it almost feels like a foreign concept to you at this age maybe is that fair no i i mean i just mean like it's interesting how it's like you just how it's like you can look something and be like i don't want to be in this situation or i don't like the way this is but then you just get used to it yeah yes you know what i mean any situation any yeah. situation right. or or just like things might not be how you expected or what you wanted but you get used to it and you know maybe sometimes that's a good thing sometimes that's a bad thing and um you know and in a broader sense of the world it's like funny how you can like be like well you know it's like trump became president and yeah. we all lost our minds and now we're all used to it you know it's like sort of funny where you know and then ugh, like the impossible like the idea of like the impossible like what are impo- what are impossible things you know and it's like yeah my mind went to grieving and grief and, and interesting and like you know uh i'm a i'm a dad so every once in a while you read a story about uh someone losing their kids or something and you're Fuck, just like yeah. i couldn't i couldn't do that like i couldn't do it totally that seems impossible totally and so when you say that that's where my mind goes which is dark in itself but uh that's what i think of yeah um but what carries us all through and this is why i went to sort of human perseverance is i think you hear these stories about people overcoming what something that seems impossible to deal with and so i didn't mean to be like you haven't experienced nothing (laughs) you're just a kid i just meant uh the gradations of what is impossible and what people are able to overcome and function. I, I mean, it is remarkable. It's an interesting observation to make. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's what I was trying to like fumble at, I guess. Yeah. No, like you, that I, it's not a fumble. Yeah. Well, the verses aren't very good, but, um, <laughs> you still, you want to Kanye, you want to life of Pablo this and edit the song. Maybe some more. I actually pulled up the like lyric folder recently. I was like, okay, I know I wrote better lyrics to this. Song oh, really? At some point, And I'm going to just start seeing them, but I couldn't find them, but I'll, I'll figure it out later. Oh, you're still trying to fig- <laughs> figure it out as a live, like a live song. That's very, maybe that's very, um, refreshing to hear someone admit on some level. Cause you, I do, you, I do hear about it from time to time where someone's, you know, a song changes, and if you're a nerd about a band, you'll notice when an you're artist... You're like, what the hell? They changed the words. He totally changed the words. And like, why did he do that? Or why did she do that? Like, what's going on? You know, what happened? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Is it better? Is it not? Like totally. I, you know, you, and particularly for people who get married to the a record as the frozen archive has to be the legitimate version. You know. Totally. I, anyway, I like it. I like yeah. your free spirited ways. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> it's good. Okay, do you want to move on? Sure, yeah. Okay, you feel like we've given that song its uh, due? We've given it some love. Power? Speaking Power. of Kanye West, I mentioned him earlier. We want to move on to a song called Power. My rap song. <laughs> You're a friend to me. You told me all that was on your mind that I meant so much to me. From the beginning, oh, it was so kindred, spirited to me. I think of you sometimes in the early morning as I dressed to meet a plane before the cab came. I let you down when I had the most to give. I let you down that you were quick to forgive. You wanted to help me. Wanted to sit and talk for hours, but I wanted power. Yeah, I mean, it's another like half and halfer, you know? It's like I was thinking about how. You know how interesting it is. It's not something you really like talk about to your pals or whatever. But I'm like, oh, I've totally pursued power in my life. I don't mean like megalomaniac power. Like I don't mean like political. You know, I just mean like power as in the thing that means that people like listen to you when you talk. You know what I mean? Like I guess I could have said respect. But power there's something really interesting about like I just was kind of fascinated I was thinking about the way that power works just on like interpersonal like normal people level you know like power like what makes people respect you and like be curious about you and like ask you questions and stuff you know like and I don't mean like this is one of the many things where I was like, I can't believe I'm putting this on a record and nobody's freaked out, you know, (laughs) not in a bad way, but just sort of like, you know, I think it's something that people are thinking about a lot now. I feel like when I wrote the song like two or three years ago, like it was just sort of like starting to come into my consciousness, but just, you know, people are talking a lot now about like privilege and power, like in society, like in terms of like women and people of color and like how, how, how people have power and don't realize it and don't you know don't realize the ways that they're like disempowering other people just because of their own like biases and like i was i was writing this song kind of being like all fragmented in the way that i was thinking and just like not really know what i what i was trying to say and having finished it i'm like oh i think what i was trying to say was like all the times in which i had been misunderstood because i didn't have power you know what i mean like 
where it's like somebody was looking at me and they were like you're like this and i could be talking and saying and waving my arms and and they and they wouldn't see it you mm. know what i mean mm. and it's just an interesting thing and and then it was also just an interesting thing to reflect on like just like all the <laughs> like you know because i was an actor for a long time right so i had no power like actors have zero power and but i really wanted to have like artistic power you know and i wanted to have like the ability to be like i don't like this line let's change it right and i never got that you right. know but i remember just being like that's why i was kind of talking about like i tried i tr you know i tried all these things isn't it weird that's weird that you brought that up because actors i think are the biggest celebrities in the world and yeah. yet most of their job is say what we told you to say totally <laughs> you know like it's a bigger deal if George Clooney is at a Raptors game than Gordon Lightfoot or something. Totally. And that's odd. I mean, that's the wrong, wrong generational comparison, perhaps, you know, Gordon Lightfoot isn't like a hot star right now, but it is phenomenal that we place such, I just, cause I know we've talked about this before, but the fact that you come from an acting world and you cited that as one power dynamic is fascinating because I think a lot of people think actors or anyone on TV or movies is the most powerful person in the world. Yeah, it's really interesting. And like George Clooney totally has power, but... Well, yes, he does. I suppose he does. But it is interesting. Yeah, I like it. That's the funny thing to think of. Like, what is it about our society that decides to like elevate these people who are like actually like puppets? Pretending to be people or <laughs> pretending, pretending... to be other people. Yeah, that's very... It's very interesting. I think because maybe we internally are always um, looking for uh, the fastest route to escapism. Totally. We are built to vacation. We are built to not. <laughs> it's very strange. We, we, we just strive so much to not be doing the thing we're not. We're, we're probably, you know, we applied for jobs to do or whatever. We're looking for ways out of that. Totally. And I think actors represent that more. That you turned your life into just pretending you're an uh, astronaut. <laughs> Another person. Yeah. Or like beyond that, like, yeah. you know, a supernatural <laughs> being. Like you turned your life into this fantastical realm whereas right. a singer songwriter uh or, is their life is living and their we life. can go yeah, see them we can yeah. go see them they'll come to our town totally. in an arena whatever it is we, <laughs> and the, beg us to come to the show <laughs> right they, but no no but like they'll come and, and we can see them they they tour whereas an actor you see on the screen and if you saw them on the street they'd be it'd be like an anomaly it'd be like a they would be the freak not you totally <laughs> so it's fascinating that you probably have that dynamic within you of like i was an actor and i had no power i'm gonna get into music <laughs> <laughs> the land of riches and power but absolutely on some level it's you, a great fallback at some level you <laughs> you have asserted yourself more uh, and are better known maybe as a as the weather station than you were as a, an actor maybe i don't know if Probably. that's fair yeah i mean but i think i think you know, when I look at the song or when I look at the words, I'm like, really what I'm talking about is expression more than, you know, like, yes. I think what I'm talking about is like wanting to be able to express myself, which is interesting. But I feel like I really have been learning how to do that, you know, like, yeah. and so in a way, but yeah, it's, it's like where I say, like, I wanted to lay it all down. So it would open to you like a flower. I yeah. wanted power. You know, it's kind of a cool, I really liked that line. It's like a cool idea and it's true of people that have power. It's like you give them enough huh. time to like, you know, craft something that just like you put it down and just opens, you know? Yeah. 
and you can like and you're like oh that's beautiful i want to take that in and uh and, and your impulse was to i want to have power to share something with you totally that's yeah a, that's an interesting impulse too that's not why I, that's not what people think of when they think of um people who are power, power. hungry well totally and that's that's why it's like an interesting it's not like yeah that's why i say like i don't mean like political power or like <laughs> You know, like or necessarily a selfish power. It's just, or a selfish power, but yeah. you know, I think, you know, maybe behind the interest in power for everyone, there is this like interest in being like being able to express yourself. I don't know. Or share something, or, or, share or help something, people, or, or mean, help people. Yeah, great power comes great responsibility. That's what Spider Man was. Told. <laughs> yeah. So totally. maybe there's something to that. Maybe, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We move on. Okay. We move on to the next song, Complicit. on the sidewalk and you were in a dream You said you couldn't stand it these days Your sensitivity The city felt oppressive The heat and the noise And even at home you felt Every unspoken voice I don't know how But I tell you you'll be fine And I set the table And you pour the wine Oh, always have been capable Always have been kind It isn't really your fault Just the tenor of the times You got a job and lost it And they never told you why And you can't seem to get past it They're sold in every lie And they're saying this summer Is the worst it's ever been With the radio on And they're talking Another shitty and fuzz Creeping in the homelands And everybody's shouting Nothing at all I don't think my voice matters Really after all I was raised to hear the curlers I was raised to notice life And I watched the little swallows Delicate on their flight I trail my hand down through the water Of the familiar riverside Four hours in such silence I lay beside a mess okay well let's see um i wrote this song twice there's two versions of this song this is this this is the version that's on the record um the other version is about a totally different thing but this version i decided to use uh because uh, it really freaked me out <laughs> but i sang it i sang it like on the day when we were recording like bass and drums mm. and don kerr who played drums was like you have to put this out like this is really important i was like all right and the guy who makes the record said the same thing i was like all right so you know it just was like i was trying you know when i say trying i always mean fumbling i was fumbling to express how i feel about like the natural world and climate change to be honest Uh um and just like the right now where it's just like i feel like i feel so much panic and like everyone i know feels so much panic and like everyone i know is like struggling with anxiety disorders you know and it's hard not to connect that to you know a like the way that the future looks for people of our generation which is not good 
and B, like climate change, you know, which yeah. like I actually think about all the time and is this very personal thing where like I'm, I think about climate change every day and I don't say anything about it and I don't do anything about it. You know, it's just this like huh. thing in the background of my life. And I was thinking about my relationship to nature and like how it used to make me feel so calm and now it makes me feel kind of nervous sometimes because I'm like, I feel like this is something that I'm going to lose. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like all these things are going to be lost, you know? Yeah. Some of it isn't going to be, but like we don't know what the future holds and all this like certainty is, you know? Yeah. So I was just trying to like let some of that out and came out in this big kerfuffle of a song. Uh, is is there, song. Are there particular <laughs> passages that... Uh, that um, have inspired you to describe it as a mess or a kerfuffle like are there particular <laughs> is there a particular passage you want to cite in terms of uh, 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 in terms of like uh, you know just an example of where you maybe struggle but felt also like that kind of captures the confusion that kind of captures that tension that you're talking about right i don't know i mean i think it's just i was talking to someone about this the other day and i was like well you know i feel like people think of climate change as like this political issue yeah and when you write a song about a political quote-unquote political issue it's supposed to be like really clear you know what i mean sure. it's supposed to be like we shall overcome or like you know what i mean it's supposed to be this like protest song thing yeah. and, and i just was like i don't feel like i can write a protest song about climate change because i don't feel like i have any answers and i don't feel like i've done anything in my life that's been useful <laughs> for it you know like i don't is the complicit aspect a guilt thing? Yeah, totally. Okay. Like I'm saying like the thing that's so painful about it is that like we're all complicit in it, you know, with our lives. Like it's like un unless you live off the grid yeah. and are self-sustaining, you're not, you're, you're participating in the system that we all know is wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and to a certain extent, what else can you do? You know, like it's like the frustration with it is like we can't, we need way more powerful people than us to step up to the plate but um i just was singing about that guilt and like frustration and feeling like i don't feel like things are going to be okay and i've somehow just like got used to that feeling and i don't like that yeah that's fair <laughs> so that's why i guess i say it's a kerfuffle or like i just it just feels like a kind of like a big mess of yep thoughts that's fair yeah that's fair i mean in I know you probably don't feel like that was a clear explanation of that kerfuffle, but I think it was. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we move on to another uh, cheery number, Black Flies. Super cheery. You at work, you felt good, and you shook your tangled hair down with the sweat and your eyes and all the black flies under the scars you pretty oblique i was trying to just capture it it's like a partner to complicit it's like i was trying to capture this thing of like sometimes i go and experience nature you know like i go the person the you in the song is really just me yeah um, oh hey this is the callback <laughs> to when we were trying to figure to this her. out earlier wait, is you you or is <laughs> you me i'm or my you i i so the you wait the you in this situation is actually you 
Oh Lord. Uh, probably. I mean, it could be it could be anyone, but it's just sort of like this thing of like you go to a place that's meaningful to you, mm-hmm. and you know, I've I've had very strong emotional feelings in nature. You know, like there have been times where like I've been in an extremely beautiful place and I've found myself crying. You know, and and you feel very overwhelmed or you feel very like you know healed or or just like all these all these aspects of yourself that you've been carrying around you feel like just don't matter. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. you're like, why do I care about all this bullshit? Like, yeah. I'm me, you know, like, but then in the end, you're like, well, it's time to go home. It's getting dark and you get in your car and you like, that's why yeah. the last verse is like, you know, you got into the car and you close the heavy metal door and with your hand on the plastic and you drive on as though it didn't matter. Like, that's sort of the point of the song. It's just like, it's weird to have these very beautiful experiences and then just like, put them in a box and just go back to your life. <laughs> well, yeah, this, there's, there's like a philosophical angst that runs through the record. And I know that um, I remember reading stuff about it when it came out and, and people thought you really, really were delving into yourself here. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it, I mean, I feel like you were doing that with every record. Does this feel like totally. a, a particularly therapeutic version of it? Like, do you feel like, I think we alluded to a couple of times to instances where maybe it was, as far back as free where it felt like your perspective was actually altered by the end of writing a song and figuring out how you're what you really felt about someone um or how you really felt about someone yeah but is is that and i don't want to speak too generally but we're we're almost towards the end of the record is this is that feeling there is that sensation that you went into yourself here and came out different with something new actually yeah i feel like that's what's been happening ever since i've written songs like that's always been what's happened like I remember I made all of it was mine and then I was like that that record like it's so funny because it sounds so complete when you hear it and you're like oh I really had figured out all these things but I actually hadn't and it wasn't until I like made the whole record and listened back I was like oh uh oh (laughs) you know this is how I feel (laughs) and um yeah I think I've always had this element where I'm kind of following like something through like a darkness and that's what want that ma- that's what makes me want to write the song is, yeah like, going into this like space that I don't fully understand but in the end I do I do find like the act of writing the song teaches me something for sure and, and I mean I've been using the words like therapeutic and, and whatnot which suggests you know there's some conflict that you had to resolve but this mm-hmm. is black flies is fascinating because you're dealing with something you love something you enjoy totally. the outdoors nature and yet there's darkness there for you. So totally. so within that you're learning. There's yeah, it's fascinating to me. It's a pretty murky space. <laughs> it is. Stuff comes out of. That's why I feel like this record is like I just can't believe I put it out and people liked it. But, you know, cuz it does feel like it's like I opened like the door to my room and it's like such a mess. And everyone's like, "Oh, beautiful room." I'm like, "What?" You know, it's like it's like I didn't fully tidy everything before the company came over. Well, I will say that we're <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot. My, I've been thinking about this a lot myself. I was watching a show because I've been going through the same anxiety issues that you were alluding mm-hmm. to earlier. And I was watching a show that I've watched a billion times mm-hmm. uh, and it happened to be on TV. They were marathoning this very intense show and I couldn't do it. Right. Couldn't watch it. It was too intense for me. It's right. something I've seen before. And I think that what I've what I realized is like, man, like if I, that, that was really weird for me because I'm like, when I really think about it, I've always been drawn to weird, dark, murky stuff. Right. 
And so what I'm saying, what I bring this up because you've been hearing from people who say, what a great record, totally. you know, and, and what they're saying is I connected with your dark, weird world because totally. it's my dark, weird world. And, totally. and so, but you're in a situation where if someone looks at an ad for your record in a magazine, it says like NPR and NME and exclaim and whoever like pitchfork, everyone loves the whoever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there's this like, Oh, like this is what you're talking about. I think like right. this sort of, overground acceptance of what you've done is weird. Totally. You expect the freaks to be into it, but now that it's like, oh, like everyone, I'm doing a Tiny Desk concert? What the hell's going on? Maybe, I don't know. Like that. But that's what's so interesting though, because it's like, I mean, everybody's the freaks, you know? Like, we are more freakish generally totally. than we thought. Yeah, and I think that like, <laughs> you know, if you think about like the fact that like Neil Young is like a mega yes. freak. And so is Bob Dylan. And like, they're like probably like two of the most famous musicians that have ever been, Yes, in, you know, in our modern culture, mm -hmm. Michael Jackson was a freak, you know, and it's just so interesting when you look at it, you're like, oh, like people appreciate that. And it's just funny how in culture we like to like wrap things up. Like it's like this cool show you're talking about. Yeah. That's like super murky and weird. It's like probably like a hit show. You know what I mean? Like massive. Like, it was, it was Breaking Bad. I oh, just okay. couldn't watch Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, it's too stressful. I've experienced I'd that before. I watched it before and I never thought that. Yeah. But I've had a thing and it's calming down now, I will say. But at the height of this anxious period, I was like, holy, I cannot watch. I can't watch Pulp Fiction. I can't watch like whatever's on TV sometimes. Totally, you I still have, have I still have cable. It. I don't yeah. know if that came through. Cable? We still have cable. We still have like the basic <laughs> cable package. So it's horrible because like I want to go to sleep and I should be asleep because that'll help with my anxiety so i can watch breaking bad with peace of mind instead i'm watching this breaking bad marathon and i'm freaking out and i can't do it i had to turn it off so yeah anyway you're right we're more freakish that's why you're getting more love I, uh, well that's the validating thing about it I'm yeah. like that's kind of cool i let my freak flag fly more than i have in the past <laughs> it's still like a pretty norm normal record like there's a guitar and vocals like it's not crazy it's not experimental but you know it's kind of cool when you're like okay i let my freak flag fly people like it better than when i let it fly less it's still an unsettling record <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not trying it, it is weird yeah <laughs> and 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 that has everything to do with how you sing that yeah. has everything to do with the notes you suddenly are like whoa like i i am surprised by your record every time i hear it that's cool and i think that's a testament to its greatness but also i can see some people being like it's too weird i don't know what to she's all over the place what is she singing but you know about what's so crazy though well i'm mostly thinking of this because i just got back from touring with Bahamas but like it's really interesting how like I feel like I'm presenting this freakish thing but if you're not like sensitive and you don't like listen deeply to music it's like it, it all like the funny thing about my music is like I've always felt like I was presenting these like somewhat subversive ideas yeah, yeah. and like less so on this record but more you know on loyalty and stuff like a lot of there's there's a bunch of people who really listen to it and are like oh it's so moving like I felt so touched by all these things but then there's always people who are like it's so lovely. You're lovely. <laughs> like someone came up to me at the merch table the other day and they just touched me on the arm and they went, you're adorable. Oh man. And I was like, I just played a guitar solo. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to be adorable. Yeah. But, but you still, you know, like it, it is funny how, but I think that's all like art. It's like, think of like the talking heads, like all pop art, you know, like the talking heads, like mm. David Burns, like a total freak. Yes. Everything he says is so freakish and wonderful. He's so great. Right. But he wrapped it in like 
a fun pop beat and so like there were people who yeah. were like burning down the house like they don't know what they're singing you know like yeah. or like the tragically hit yes like, exactly oh my god like those guys like listening back to that music i'm like wow like i listened to this in high school with all the like guys who played on the hockey team and you know went to bush parties and stuff and like they're all singing along to all the words yeah and we're all singing along and it's like it's like gorgeous like snuck a bunch of stuff in yeah for people to sing along to i didn't really make like that sing-along music but yeah it's it's cool i like that that that's something cool about music actually i think that really works where you know you can listen to it or not listen to it and either way it can yeah. work on you well i think it's also a good outlet for you because within it there's a poetic aspect there is um uh melody melody and and a kind of theatricality to it too like totally. you, you can dress up all these ideas in this strange form that will resonate with people and get to people in its own way it's so, pretty fun yeah. yeah we move on okay we move on to uh, again I, I have a hard time believing that this is true i don't know what to say <laughs> i don't know what to say but stay until the meaning comes and finds you be certain you may not ever choose you may find your heart revealed like it was when you didn't call me when you did call quarter efflorescent through a brick wall now we're laughing again walking late at night the catching you through Catching mine, I don't know what to say. So I say too much. But maybe through it all, you feel the warmth of our touch. It came from, you know, the thing that happens sometimes in a relationship where you're just like talking and talking and talking about, you know, problems or whatever, and it just doesn't really, at a certain point, it just doesn't really seem important that you're talking or like what you're talking about doesn't isn't going to make a difference you know what i mean it's yeah. sort of like that's why it's just like i don't know what to say but stay that's what i'm saying like right i don't know what to say except for saying stay you know because it's sort of like the the crux of the song is like choosing choosing like like i say like the mud of love like i sort of had this image that i tried to put in the song of like just like standing in a river you know like f with like all this like stuff yeah floating by you know like when you're like really when there's like really muddy rivers that like all the all the mud in a river like has been carried from like this i really failed at like expressing this metaphor but i really like this idea of like a really muddy river is like kind of ugly but it's beautiful because it's like all this like silt has been washed down from like a mountain somewhere right you know and it's carrying and it's like fertilizing the the plane so <laughs> it was you that caught yourself there which i thought was interesting you, you, you're worried you're narrating some kind of nature documentary perhaps you're like what am i, I was doing thinking of planet earth freshwater um no, no. it's fascinating the but, rivers are yeah, totally fascinating rivers are amazing they're yeah. such a great metaphor for everything but uh yeah, yeah so i was just like kind of thinking of of this thing of like you know in a relationship where it's like there's the surface you know you're having a conversation and you think it's going to solve things but like the undercurrent is like still there the undercurrent of emotion and like how how it's like sometimes you just kind of 
it doesn't really matter what you say. It's like the under the thing that's pulling you forward is still there, you know? Yeah, I hear, cool. I hear the awe in what you're saying, but uh, there's an underlying hopelessness too, I have to say. <laughs> you know, this notion of it doesn't exactly matter what we say uh, because it's going to happen anyway and I, you're still going to be here, you know? That's, well, kind, that's kind of fascinating. Maybe I shouldn't be a couple therapist. I don't know. <laughs> no, just, no, no. But I, no, it's important what you say there. I don't know what to say, but stay. Well, it, in my mind, it was like a nice sentiment. It's just like, No, it is. It it's is. just like sometimes, you know, because sometimes you don't know what you want to say. And like, and, and sometimes, you know, a week later, you're like, oh, that's what I was trying to say. I didn't know at the time what I was, you know, like sometimes yeah. you, you say dumb, you know, you say stuff that you think really matters to you and then you realize like what you were really talking about was this other thing that actually matters so it's sort of nice sometimes you know to think on like just the ways that you're connected no matter what in a way i like that futility is on your mind <laughs> i like that you know with complicit or a song like this one you're kind of thinking about <laughs> futility <laughs> futility yeah interesting i yeah i guess i am you're right it's a it's a thing it's on your mind you're at least really. aware of Again, it goes back to that philosophical, I called it philosophical angst, but mm -hmm. this just existential questions you're asking about your immediate situation, not just the world. Right. Well, I think, I think there's like a beauty to futility in some ways, sometimes, where it's like, you know, there are things you can change and things you can't, you know, it's like have the wisdom true. to accept, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, you right. know, like, it is interesting, like, I think... You know, something that I've thought a lot about is perfectionism because I'm a perfectionist, like a horrible perfectionist. And in the past, there was like a swath of time where like that stopped me from accomplishing anything like most perfectionists. Sure. And, uh, you know, my one of like for me growing up, getting better at everything has been in some in some huge part not trying to fix everything, you know, not yeah. trying to like yeah. perfectionist out on my life, which I think is actually super common and like you know if you go on facebook it feels like everyone is these crazy perfectionists trying to like perfect like a social movement or perfect an Im you know what i mean like perfectionism is like really strong in our yeah. society you yeah. know and it's like it's like you said this but you shouldn't have said it this way you should have said it that way and that's why i don't accept you anymore you know what i mean like it's huh. like hmm. sort of like this thing of like it's like this politician did all these things but they didn't do this thing and therefore like i'm no longer going to support them sort of like this thing of like well I I'm just an advocate for like a more not an advocate but I just for me like a big mm. part of growing up and like learning sanity has been just just learning to accept a certain amount of like mud in the scenario I remember talking to um Shad about one of his songs uh in the last few years and he said the same thing he thought um he wasn't referring necessarily to perfectionism but he thought a whole generation was being way too hard on itself oh totally and um maybe that does have something to do with social media like if you start to present yourself out in the world more um mm -hmm. those who are really brazen about it are okay with it they let go i make mistakes i'm that that wasn't as funny or that wasn't totally. as, but but for some people it's like i'm too afraid to participate because i don't it has to be perfect and yeah that's a big thing and it's actually halting people from even trying things Totally. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's actually a big cultural swing that I've noticed since like sort of like the generation just like a little bit older than me mm -hmm. was sort of like a bit like devil may care, like irony, yeah, like yeah. kind of like this, like fuck it, like being a freak is good, you know, and sort of like 
and my generation slash younger is like kind of a bit more like we all go to therapy and try to solve all our problems <laughs> and we are all like well yeah. my my relationship is perfect except for this thing that we're really working on you know and it's just sort of like this it's very different actually from that generation but like a lot of like the music and like movies and all this stuff from that generation is still kind of like yeah in the pop culture yeah. but it's like very different from like the modern day like yeah just like everything edited and curated yeah that's style fascinating thing <laughs> this is so much to do with no it's song. a tangent yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> tangents you know, are great. this is what happens with these songs <laughs> yeah. with these song discussions we go into bigger picture things and tangents. you never know where things the tangents yeah totally yeah, yeah. I, I, I dare call it a, a tangent it's a tangent <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm very proud of that one let's it's move good. on to uh the penultimate song in an hour you know when an hour could all turn around you don't have to know how though it all feels like fate now that you're down strange in your body and strange in your mind now it's coming from outside I'll lay it down just a little song you know it just was nice it was like a nice little antidote to the, rest of the, the rest of the whole record i really like um i got my friend nathan salzberg to play guitar on this song it's really beautiful hmm. the, the acoustic guitar it's really nice but yeah it's sort of like a it's a bit more of like a more hopeful song i guess it's like uh when someone you know is like freaking out or when you're freaking out yeah <laughs> this you. idea of like you know it could all turn around um you know in an hour it could all turn around you don't have have to know how it's kind of the point of the song because it's like i think when you're freaking out or when you're in like a panic attack or something you're like thinking about something that you can't solve and you're like there is no way i'm gonna solve this problem so i'm never gonna feel better you know what i mean yeah it's about a relationship with time too i think i think uh when you're in those panic moments time freezes totally yeah and, and if you can be objective about it you're like wait a minute time will actually heal this totally yeah it's like it's like everything can stay the same and you can feel better you know it's just like a wonderful quirk of like humanity's brains yes and and you know it's not gonna last forever yeah you know that particular state of mind is not gonna last forever everything changes it's gonna be okay yeah so that's sort of like my very dark way of saying everything's gonna be all right <laughs> <laughs> But I think more useful than saying everything's going to be all right to someone who's having a panic attack. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I related to it on that level. Is there anything, yeah. anything more you want to say? Um, I haven't been seeing this song live, so I almost like forget it a little bit. So I got to go back to it, I guess. Okay. Um, this might spur on a um, uh, set, set, yeah, yeah. set list revision. Throw it in. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. All right, well, we'll move on. All right. I could tell you kind of want to and you kind of don't, but I'm going to go with we're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. We've we've spoken enough. Okay. I the feel like <laughs> we move on to the final song on the record, The Most Dangerous Thing About You. Yeah. 
specific person um who you know i just was reflecting on them and like they're just absolute lack of self-awareness you know oh and um just a person who's like caused a lot of pain you know in in like their lives like they've like caused all this pain and tumult to other people Uh who don't deserve it but it's just so interesting to look at them and be like oh like you know through the lens of like the modern way of looking at things it's like you're just you have depression or like you have you know like you have all this pain that you've never acknowledged like that's why it's like the most dangerous thing about you is your pain well and then i say i know for me it is the same because i can see the same thing in myself if i like let it you know what i mean it's like when you get into a dark frame of mind it twists how you see everything and then you you can you know i was trying to see like i was like i can imagine how this person could have got this way just by being in pain and not realizing it and just thinking that what they think is real you know that like everything sucks you know (laughs) sure so you know and i can recognize that that would that could be a problem with me but it isn't luckily hopefully but yeah for me it's the same you know like i would say like is your it was yours for life to have and to hold a companion that you had never known a shadow you saw but never knew that you cast like it's like this person's just like seeing all this darkness and like looking out at the world and being like everyone sucks you know but not realizing it's like within them that they're they're casting the shadow yeah yeah totally and people are like vying veering away from it and they're not realizing that it's like coming from them you know and it's really sad and so i just wrote that song you you wanted to express something about (laughs) this specific person but uh it clearly the experience of observing them had a profound impact on you Mm -hmm. Um, because i heard you in describing the person say like i could see that happening to me right but i it didn't or it hasn't yeah and that's an interesting way of relating i mean i think that's how we relate to a lot of art is like how does this what would i do in this situation totally but you're you have this platform where you can i mean did you view it as a way of reaching out to them in some ways i mean quietly i don't know or was it just a way of you trying to make sense of it I think it was a way of trying to make sense of it. It's just sort of like when there's a person like that that's been around and that you've like absorbed a lot of their ideas and like views on life. It takes a long time to like untangle that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, what is this person and what is me? You know, and and sort of like, how do you like unravel that? And for me, it was just sort of like this positive experience of being like, oh, maybe this person just like was really sad. Yeah. And didn't know what to do with that and didn't have the framework to express that or call it by that name, I think I say. Yeah. Um, you know, and what if what if they could have just said, like, I'm sad, you know, like maybe maybe things could have been different. You know, it's it's just interesting when when someone's sad and tries to find like a reason for it or something to pin it up, pin it on, you know, and and it's like, well, 
sometimes you can cause a lot of trouble by doing that. Yeah. So I think I was just trying to unravel that and it was just kind of nice to like put that fine a point on it, you know, Right. on that idea. And that those people are everywhere, you know, like we have, like it's like kind of just a different way of looking at people who inflict pain on people, you know, it's like so often, you know, we all know it's like so often. Yeah. There's just stuff they haven't figured out and yeah, it's a bummer. I, I mean, I have to say this has been fascinating for me because I, you know, we were kind of making those jokes about pronouns and whatnot, but I, I do think, um, I knew I was going to learn a lot about you through this conversation. And I feel like I often learn little bits about you through your songs. Mm-hmm. They seem clear mm-hmm. on That's some level. Well, on some level they seem, again, I've had the luxury of speaking with you and, and right. whatnot, but I kind of yeah. get a sense that in their own you use the word murky but i feel like they're fairly direct songs on on other levels um mm-hmm. that they're they're a, a, a way of getting to know you a little bit um, totally more yeah. than maybe some other artists um so i appreciate this and i appreciate cool. that you have this cast of characters here <laughs> that are teaching you about you totally yeah yeah it's it's interesting yeah yeah, and, I, and you're nominated for like a Juno Award <laughs> now, or how many? How many one. are you? One, just one. Yeah, they're and not so, gonna let me that far in the door. But you got the you got the accolades, <laughs> the mainstream acceptance. You're weird. Somehow it's all working out. Yeah, it's it's really great. You know, I definitely, yeah, I I, I appreciate like stuff like that happening for this record. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? So like, what happens next? Oh dear. Well, you know, I'm. You're touring. Touring a lot. We're playing this awesome show in Guelph. I feel like I haven't talked it up enough, but uh, I think it's going to be great. I'm really playing stoked. Playing at church? It was just this whole thing where it was just like we were trying to schedule that day and just everything kept going crazy. And it was like, we're never going to be able to play Guelph. And I was like, no, we find we found a date. It was only a month away. Yeah. But it's great. And I, yeah, because I love playing in Guelph. And I was like, I want to play in Guelph. We love having you there. Yeah. Well, it's such a great city. And you Why know. Why do you like Guelph so much? It's just nice. It's only an hour away. It's got rivers got rivers bridges bridges i don't know i just always feel there's lots of great people who live there um and come out to the shows and like you know it's often a lot of students which is cool yeah yeah to like reach out to like a different community and you know of all the sort of small cities close to toronto it's probably the nicest oh that's nice of you to say i like it we don't have the (laughs) best i'm sure it has it's like Things. Well, we don't have the best venue selection, I will say. It's just none neither of Neither does Toronto, though. Neither does Toronto, yeah. Like, let's think of it rationally. I've like, heard of that, yeah. But the, at least in Toronto, you have dedicated performance spaces. Venues. Yeah, we have trouble with that. That's mostly it. I don't think the places we have are terribly or badness like you're playing a church for example well no and, and that was rent the thing. A church. i was like yeah. that's great if you guys want to put this on like i'm stoked that you want to do this so yeah which is great it's good I, i'm excited to have you there and mm-hmm. uh, in terms of songwriting and next steps like have you had a chance to uh contemplate what's next oh my god not like it's crazy how little time i have right now like it's pretty full-on this year which is great, and that's what I wanted. I've got some time in June. I've got like a week at the end of <laughs> <A> week. March. <laughs> no got, pressure. Well, June was totally free, and then it's like we keep booking other things in June. But right. um, yeah, I have like two kind of like conflicting ideas of like a next record. You know what I mean? Okay. But I was joking with someone like I, I feel like it's like I'm just not I'm not a prolific songwriter like everyone I know writes so many songs and I'm so blown away by that and I just 
I write a lot of bits of songs, but yeah. I don't finish a lot of songs. And often the thing that will catalyze me into finishing songs is like when I, because I, I can always write songs, but like there's this bummer where like when you've just created something, it's like you still are creating like in that vein. And it takes a while oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to like divorce that yeah. enough. Yeah. So like, I didn't start writing this record until Loyalty had been out for like eight months or something. Like I didn't write a single song. Well, touring can also mess up oh, that totally. next stage of creativity too. But it's like a nice thing where it's like, it's like the egg. It's like, it, you know, the seed is planted and like you start to have like little tingles of like, oh, I could go in that. Oh, like I want to write a song about this or like, yeah. or you sit down on guitar and things come out and you're like, oh, that's different. I haven't done this before. Right. So that's, that's starting to happen. And I just hope, uh, yeah, I think I'll have some time in the summer to make another bunch of songs and then record them. I mean, it's all pretty, pretty No, no, it's all pretty, pretty, pretty much makes sense. <laughs> I just know there's a lot going on in the world, like you said, that yeah. um, might be fodder for songs. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's also interesting, too, because every time I've sat down to write songs, like, for some reason all the songs i've written lately have been super soft and like beautiful nice so i'm not sure where that's coming from well you just made kind of i, I remember reading somewhere that the the weather station like the self-titled album we've been discussing was meant to be a rock record and it has yeah. it definitely has it. It, yeah. yeah it definitely has that lift to it but um so the no- notion that you might go in the opposite direction is sort it's of maybe nice natural yeah. yeah yeah well i mean it's funny because like I feel like I'm just constantly reacting to whatever I did before. Like, I'm going to do something different now, you know. I think that's normal. It really is, but yeah, everybody does that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like you got to like, yeah, move past what you've done before in order to like, yeah, there's always like this sea change where like the stuff you kind of write and come up with seems seems new and different versus like seeming like a continuation of what you already did. Right. Well, I'm we're all very much looking forward to what's cool. next yeah, is there too. one song from this record that we've been discussing like one entire song that we can play for people and <sighs> if so which song would you select for them to hear right now oh no i mean i've i've heard them all a lot of times so i think you should select. <laughs> oh come on song. don't do this to me i don't know what to do i i'm just curious i could pick something but i like i actually think that this is an important part of the end the of my interview. show well, I kind of feel like it's insightful. If you pick the song. Right. It just sort of, it says something about that song in its own way. Well, why don't we listen to the most interesting about you? Because we just, we're talking about it. Okay. And uh, yeah, we could we could go out on that song. The great thing I like about this song. <laughs> I remember I sent it to my label and they're like, is there supposed to be like another part at the end? Like there, <laughs> it's really strange. Like, it's like, did you just like cut off? Like, was that a mistake? <laughs> I was like, no, it's not a mistake because there's something so cool. I remember the, I like wrote it this way. And then I was like, I like put it on in my headphones and I was listening to the mix and I like listened to it for the first time, like where the strings just like build to that. They go yeah. through all these like crazy dissonance. Yeah. And then they go to this chord and then it just stops and it's not resolved. And it's so like painful. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. <laughs> like I'm but so you, proud of that You met moment. some resistance for it Well it, it was only funny Because they were just like Wait is there supposed to be Like another <laughs> chord Or like is that like a glitch I'm like yeah, It's perfect Like just like so Machiavellian um, But yeah I, I like I just like that ending of the record And Okay that's, that, It does 
it is a curious way to end the record. I will agree with uh, someone in that scenario so that great. you just described. But it's great. <laughs> this is the most dangerous thing about you from the uh, weather station, from the record, the weather station. Tamara, thank you so much for this time and best luck with everything. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Thanks again to Tamara Lindemann of The Weather Station for returning 
to this show, which was, in fact, the 384th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on audioboom.com. If you can't find an episode uh, that you're looking for, or if you want to learn more about me or sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com, V-I-S-H-K-H-A-N-N-A, Com. You can like Creative Control with Vishkana on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Vishcreative or Vishkana, that's me. Listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Please visit Patreon.com slash Creative Control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. It means a lot that you do that so thank you to anyone who's doing that now and uh, for continuing to do that uh, we could always use more pledges to keep the show going so thank you for uh, doing that and considering uh, the uh, option of doing that the notion the notion of doing that that's what I meant to say there thanks again to Pizza Trocadero the bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario and Planet of Sound in Ottawa and Toronto for sponsoring this show. I'd like to thank you two for listening to it. Not you two, like Bono, Larry, Edge, and Adam. I meant you. You there. I would like to thank you. And, you know, if Bono, Adam, Edge, and Larry are listening to this show, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just want to thank everyone who listens to this show and reviews and rates the show on whatever platform they're using and also downloads episodes. That's a big thing with the advertising. That, that helps if you can download episodes. That's great. So all those things are great, and if you can continue to spread the word about the show, that would be awesome as well. That's all I have to say. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.